Welcome to Parents on Pictures podcast. My name's Damien. I'm Matt. I'm Sam. What we do each and every week is we take something from a popular streaming platform like Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and uh, once we've all watched it, we come in here and we talk about it and try and decipher whether you should spend your time uh, watching it or avoid it like the plague. So, Matt, what are we doing this episode? This week, we are taking a film from Netflix. Uh, came out 14th of May, and uh, it's The Woman in the Window, based on a novel by the same name, uh, directed by Joe White. Right, uh, stars Amy Adams and Gary Oldman, and it's uh, it's about a, a a woman who's scared of going outside, who lives alone in New York, um, spying on her neighbours, and and things kind of go downhill very quickly, and um, she sees a an act of violence, and then the plot thickens. Mm, goes downhill very quickly very <laughs> apt words there mm-hmm. Matt. I'm, I'm yeah. going to give anything away so but, um, before we very quickly before we go into the film obviously this is based on on a book has anybody here read the book i haven't nope although i seem to have seen that it supposedly is a very popular book and critically acclaimed um i'd imagine you wouldn't put the time and effort into make, converting it into a film if it wasn't um, but not one that I come across. No, I hadn't heard of it. But um, funnily, I, I turned to to my wife um, right at the beginning and said, "You know what? This feels like it could be a book." It had, yeah. it had that feeling straight away. No, and you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. I can see how, as a book, it would actually build quite a lot of tension. Um, I'm not and, going to speak too much to that. But the the whole scenario and, itself is very interesting. We have a, a main character. Amy, played by Amy Adams, um, who has, uh, please correct me if I get this wrong, she has agoraphobia, which means that she cannot go out into the open um, through through fear of, of open spaces. And I actually know of a couple of people who, who have this. So all in all, the premise is pretty good. I mean, I instantly got reminded of, uh, and I cannot remember the name of the film. I might research it whilst one of you two are chatting, but there was a... Um, a very cool film, or I seem to remember it as very cool, uh, with Sigourney Weaver, where they explored very much the same thing. But I think this is like either an early or late 90s production. And Sigourney Weaver's character, much the same, um, had agoraphobia. And it was about her dealing with it and dealing with a, a situation not too dissimilar to this one. Yeah, I think it's not, um, it's not by any means an original idea. Um, I wouldn't necessarily kind of put that straight into my criticisms list um because you can do a lot with unoriginal ideas um like if you if you sort of i don't know in this postmodern world is anything original um and really and i i'm pretty sure it made reference to but instantly i not like i've seen clips from it i've never seen the whole thing but instantly i was thinking of the classic film rear window Mm. um which yeah I mean, it's pretty much the same premise as as that movie. Yeah, this this has been done a lot, and you you can tell when an idea like this hits uh, pop culture, or at the very least, is worthy of being uh, satirized. Because I've seen this type of idea played about with in TV series, the likes of Castle um, with Nathan Fillion, which is. You know, again, typically it, it, it's a, a comedy and a procedural detective um, TV series for anybody who's not seen it. They did a, an episode 
very, very similar to this. And I think I even remember seeing something very similar to this in um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is just an outright comedy. So this and idea... Simpsons and Family Guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's, it's not a new idea. It's, it's, been, it's been done, some might say to death, but I agree with you, Sam. Just because the idea has been done doesn't mean that you can't bring something new to the idea. And, and, mm. and I, I agree. I, I don't think that there are really any new ideas in Hollywood, um, but you can still do old ideas really well for new audiences. Um, and and this, you know, this could very well have gone down that particular route. I mean, I'm looking at the cast um, and I'm not going to lie. The actors that they've got lined up are, are it's a stellar cast. They they are phenomenal. I mean, you've got Amy Adams, you've got Gary Oldman, you've got Julian Moore, you've got Wyatt Russell, um, you've got Anthony Mackie. I'm like the the cast is, is and they're not slouching by any means. They mm. are they're a good bunch of actors. And this is the thing. I think the cast is going to bring people in. Whether that's going to bring people in to sit down and, and you know tune into this on Netflix or bring people into the cinema screens and I think reading through sort of some of the details about this I think this was one of those movies that it would have been in cinemas had it not been for the pandemic um, and uh, it seems to have had a little bit of a troubled time in terms of finding its place my understanding is after test screenings the audience were a bit confused weren't quite sure what they were kind of going for they had to go back and do a bit more uh, work with it because I think the source novel is is a complex novel, um, and uh, for me that shows it feel I I've, I very much feel like I'm not watching a movie that was intended to be on Netflix. I'm watching a movie that was intended to bring in people into cinemas to make money um, because of the cast and and because of the way that it is advertised and the, the sort of the trailers and. Yeah, it feels like it is a uh, a movie that would, you know, in the cinema very easily, you know, kind of, uh, I'm not sure what the right phrase is, but, you know, it would bring in, it would bring in a, a return, a good enough return, I think. I, 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 your, your point about it being um, reworked, perhaps, um, I, I definitely, I definitely feel that, especially towards the, the ending, um, there, there were probably they probably uh, played with many ways to 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 play out that ending, and I, mm. I I'm not sure they picked the right one. <laughs> um, so, and yeah, I I don't think again I I said earlier like oh I don't want to going to give anything away keep it all keep it all till till you know I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of come clean very early on. There are going to be a lot of things that I'm going to talk about that I didn't like about this movie. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to put that out there now. I'm not going to ease into it. I'm just going to go in full throttle because I think pretty much on every subject, I've got something negative to say. Um, But going on from that, like casting, you've got Hollywood, you know, A-listers. You've got Gary Oldman, who is like Mm. literally... He's Hollywood royalty. Yeah, he is is up there. And probably some of the worst performances I've seen from that group of, of, of actors in on screen literally shocking shockingly bad performances from my perspective i i mean i would say gary oldman probably was the the you know downing with faint praise he phoned it in he just did what he needed to do give me my paycheck done amy adams goodness if this was the only thing i'd seen her in i would have assumed that this was her first movie and that she was i don't know fresh out of drama school just trying trying to throw things at the wall and see what stuck 
Um, mm. I just felt like she was just unlikable as a as a character. Didn't her decisions didn't make any sense throughout the the, the film in terms of like her her character. And yeah, some of the some of the I, I'm thinking there's particular scenes. I think there's one where she sort of turns around and says to all these characters who are all weirdly arranged in this kind of formation, which again, when we get on to kind of the directing, I'll get into that a bit more. But, and she turns around and sort of says, oh, I'm so sorry, whatever must you think of me? And I was like, what, what? oh my goodness, this is, I'm pretty sure that, that I saw better acting in GCSE drama. But I astounded at how poor the performances were in this film. Sam, why don't you tell us how you really feel, dude? Um... Yeah. Let it all out. No, that, that's you see, I I I quibble a little bit with the point you're making about um, phoning it in, purely because I I I think I'm bringing my own bias to this. I think it had a lot to do with the material that they were working with. There wasn't any. They were all playing uh, stereotypes. Gary Oldman was the angry father, presumed murderer. There's nothing more to his character. Um, and it, it was the same with all of them. Like Riot was Riot Russell. What excuse me, Wyatt Russell. We know he can act. We've seen him act before. I mean, he's in Black Mirrors. I liked what he did there. He's in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, loved what he did there, and a whole bunch of other things. I uh, even liked him in 22 Jump Street. <laughs> 22 Jump Street, yeah. No, that's a great point. And uh, also he was in um a zombie flick which was a J.J. Abrams film that I, the, the, the name of which escapes me right now. Again, I really enjoyed him there. But the character that he was playing was nothing more than a stereotype and just fulfilled a role to push the plot along. There was nothing else there. There was nothing for the actors to do. Um, and I don't know, you know, maybe they were phoning it in a little bit because they realised the flaws and the weaknesses in the script. Um, but I felt that they did, you know, there was no scenery for them to choose, so they couldn't enjoy that. And uh, there was there was nothing really for them to do. I mean, imagine turning up to, mm. to work every day and going, oh, it's this script again. OK, fine. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I, I fully agree with both of you on this, uh, but I think there was one one actor that really shone in this and I was was gutted that she she only had such a small role. And that was Julian Moore. I thought she was. Fantastic, I and mean, when she was on the on the screen, uh, there was a bit of light uh, in yeah. the film. And I'll give you that. What a, what a different film it could have been if if she had played uh, the main the main actress. Yeah, I, I agree. Her 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 character was very unlikable, but because Julianne Moore played that part, you know, pre pretty well for what she had to do. Um, uh, yeah, apart from apart from that, and and again, you know, spoiler alert, um, the the was Ethan, the the troubled young boy, like literally, again, we're we're kind of straying into character, more into writing, probably more into directing, but his character, it was like literally as soon as he came on the screen, I was like, he's a victim or he's the murderer, um, he's one of those two, I know straight away, and then at the end, when he you know sheds the facade. And it shows us who he truly is. Literally, it was like I don't know, like a I don't know, a twelve-year-old had been given the task of I don't know, describing a psycho. Um, it was yeah, it was just yeah, so, yeah that's so that, unbelievable. 
that setup was just odd. I mean, what teenager would really go into the house and have a, a conversation? Um, it, it was it was really um, played out straight away that 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 plot part. Yeah, it was awful, awful. And, and and again, the whole the there, there were so many there were so many points in the film that I thought were trying to be um, I don't know artistic or they were trying to be uh, you know in, impress us in some way you know, with these different ideas of, you know, these, these flashbacks and characters that, oh, are they dead? Are they not dead? And, and it's just all of it felt really, uh, I don't know, really poorly done, like just copying someone else's homework um, and doing a really bad job of it. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's like at the end, he's talking about, oh, I haven't found my way yet. There's so many... Um, different things to choose from like hold on so you you are you are explaining the process of becoming a serial killer um i'm not buying it i'm not buying it i'm just like yeah. what and like like parts where i know there's it, it's one of those scenes that or one of those shots that i'm sure probably felt like it was really um you know visual and where he runs a knife along the wall and it was just so cringeworthy. It was like, people don't... Do, I, I know he's a psycho... Like, who runs the knife along the wall as they, you know, as, as they chase someone? It was just like, oh... You know who does that? Freddy Krueger. That's who does that. And I think if you'd maybe gone the other way and put some freaking levity into this film and not taking yourself so seriously, mm. you might have had something that I could get on board with. Yeah. Um, but you're but right. You know it feels it feels like potentially a bit like um a classic classic awful movie um uh, the room by uh, Tommy Wiseau. Um, <laughs> it, feel, it feels a bit like the, the director could probably turn around and go, well, do you know what? It actually was supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> and and but, uh, you know, you guys all got the joke that I made this that I did all this stuff to make you laugh. And yeah. no, no, it wasn't. It was it was meant to be serious. Yeah, it meant to be serious, but you you just messed up because you didn't really know what you're doing. Um. He- Oh. even even the 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 house that she was in you know i thought it was a, a poor choice of house here you know um it, it it didn't it didn't give any kind of claustrophobia any kind of fear of the outside mm. it was, she was in just a massive house and you had no 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 sense of you know walls closing in in and her her feeling trapped or anything like that or scared of the outside she was just living her Life yeah. indoors, getting getting and, drunk and <laughs> exactly, and and you know what it felt like to me is it, and I, I think this is something that really annoys me in films is um uh where basically and 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 don't take you know I'm going to say this but I don't want this taken the wrong way because I'm not diminishing kind of like mental illness but it felt like she had a rich person's mental illness um where it's kind of like oh woe is me I have enough money to while away my time and drink lots of wine and uh my life is terrible um in comparison to people who have mental illness and still have to get up and earn a living and do their job and look after their kids and I know there's all sorts of reasons why she's on her own but um yeah it just felt like again another reason why I just didn't connect with her and again you're that's a really good point Matt you've made about how how unused the fact that you have a physical setting Mm. that could actually become claustrophobic and you could have the camera right up in her face and all these things just not done at all you know that stupid kind of cross-section shot at the end again trying to be smart trying to be clever of the house as she leaves it walking down the stairs that 
not been used, not been part of the setup for the entire film. But at the end, we're going to have this weird cross-section shot that sort of tonally and visually is completely out of sync with the rest of the movie. Even worse um, than that, she says goodbye to the house. It's like <laughs> goodbye, the house murder was, house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like you haven't played with the house enough to make the house a living, breathing character. Mm. And that can and has been done many times where the environment that you're in plays such a crucial role to the telling of the story. And in this case, I think you're right. It could have told parts of claustrophobia and you could have gotten really clever with it that when a character says goodbye to something that's essentially not living, breathing, you know, like a house, you actually get some kind of an emotional Oh, yeah. The audience is also happy to be leaving this place because all these horrible things happened here. Whereas, like, it felt like it was completely out of the blue because they never used the environment in a way that was effective in any way, shape or form. And Mm. what really got me, and this was near the beginning of the film, with um, um, Julianne Moore, was um, she she makes a remark, oh, oh, you know, Oh, you've got something along the lines of you've got agoraphobia. Oh, um, must be uh, horrible having to, you know, slum it or stay inside this crummy little house. And I'm like, excuse me? The house is like three times bigger than the place I live right now. So how dare you? I would love to live in a place of that size. So big, in fact, that she has, and this is where her money comes from, she has Wyatt Russell living in her basement. She has a tenant. I was like, how Mm. much bigger of a house do you flipping need? Yeah, she has like... Mr. Exposition living downstairs. Yeah. I'm going to push the plot forward. Hi, I'm just going to pop up to push the plot, plot, uh, plot forward a bit. Yeah. I'll do some cleaning and then I'll go back downstairs. And, and, get angry, and get angry for no reason so that we can have a, a scene of tension. I mean, did any of you buy that? Where she, she goes down to his, his part of the house and uh, she, she comes across his mail and you find out that he's on parole and he gets really annoyed. It's like, again, this felt like it was just shoved in there for the sake of let's have a moment of tension between the two characters. It's like, yeah, but you kind of have to care about either one of them to have tension. Mm. The whole thing didn't work. I tell you what, the only characters that I kind of vaguely sort of, I don't know, connected with is a bad, is a bad word, but um, the, you know, I did feel a little bit sorry for her daughter uh, when uh, she uh, died in a car crash. Um, (laughs) Again, so plus sorry, sorry I'm laughing at point. Sam, yeah. not the dying in a car crash. Scene. Yeah. Just in case I, I get angry know, tweets. Yeah. I did I didn't have anything against her. Um the, the again, the fact that her and her husband were just like having a domestic on an icy road. Again, it's like that. There were so many things that were like literally lampshaded, telegraphed, like coming yeah. up, like icy road, blah blah blah. The, cat, the train's gonna fall down. Oh no, what's gonna happen? And um there was another bit as well. I think it was the oh, have you noticed this skylight? There is a skylight here. I wonder if that will be relevant in a few minutes time when people are grappling together and yeah. uh that uh yeah just like um just don't it doesn't have to be that easy for us to work out um we can you know we can work these things out by ourselves yeah as i, I just did a quick look at obviously the the director and um he, he's, he's done some good stuff i mean the, the the director, I can't remember if you mentioned at the beginning, the director is Joe Wright. Um, and this is the same guy who's done The Darkest Hour, which, you know, again, got great reviews. Um, and he did do Pan, which didn't get so good reviews, but he's also done the likes of um, Coco Mademoiselle Chanel and Anna Karenina and The Soloist and Atonement and Pride and Prejudice. It's like, 
this guy's not slumping on his career. I mean, he's made some absolute corkers like Pan. Um, and, you know, Hannah, which I personally didn't think was very good back in 2011. But it's like, after making something like The Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman, which probably explains why Gary Oldman's in this film, he probably did it as a favour. Um because I don't know if you know, but Gary Oldman's actually quite much like that. If he's in the area and you ask him to do something, like, yeah, of course, why not? I'm in the area. Um, it's just I don't, I, I can't understand where the direction mm. went wrong. Well, I know what went wrong, but I just can't understand how they got to that point. Could this be a, a case of uh, too many fingers in the pie um, trying to make a, a a film that will make money, as 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 Sam was saying, and draw people into the cinema? You know. The fact that that it had rewrites or or, or at least um, re-edits, perhaps, um, you know, could could it could this be the 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 watered down version, the the simplified version for for a mainstream audience? Because yeah. you, you talked about some shots, um, that shot at the end with the um, with the cross section of the house. Um, there were there were some elements in this which. felt like they, they belonged in kind of a European art house um, film, especially some of the sounds and some of the music as well. It, it was quite harsh sounds. And there were some lovely shots, but they 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 felt they felt they were in the wrong in the wrong film. Mm. And and perhaps perhaps it was it was it was torn apart by the, the producers or, or whoever. Well maybe there's just too much too much pressure to say we've got this really popular book and we've got to make it into a movie and it's got to make money. Um, and and in like you say, maybe it's just one of those things that just wasn't made with any kind of love or joy in it. It was just made because we can do. It. And and the proof is, the 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 proof is out there um, that you know people are watching this movie. I've talked to people that have you know seen the trailer, and I almost find it um, I find it more abhorrent in the sense that that people have been pulled in and watched this and just kind of been like, man, okay, fair enough. That's you know that was all right. That kept me entertained. And I kind of like, oh man, no. Yeah, again, this point of what we do this podcast for, not to be pretentious, but there are better things. There are much better things. Um, so they've they've kind of done their job in the sense that you know the trader is good enough, the cast is good enough, but actually when you get to it, what you get is pretty lackluster. Um, and I, I don't know. Again, I'm thinking about as about kind of the the plot and and the writing. I don't know if I'd have to double again go back and check who has actually got the writing credits on this um but we talked about kind of the you know the, the, the characters and the dialogue and, and and that kind of thing but i i also um i also felt like in terms of a, the plot it was just kind of really basic um i wasn't shocked that there was a murder i was more shocked that these people don't ever close their curtains because that could have avoided you know pretty much all of this happening is literally yeah. in the real world where people don't leave their windows open all the time um but yeah you know by, by the end it was just like oh someone please kill this woman i feel like i'm i'm, I'm channeling a bit of you matt because i know this is you always want people to die in films but um uh but yeah An unhappy ending is yeah. the best way yeah yeah again i when again spoiler alert when um when Amy Adams' character gets basically you know gets a, a gardening fork through the face, um, I was like, come on, yes, uh. <laughs> and then she survives. 
Ugh. Yeah, but the problem was is that the gardening fork in the face, because of what they've been trying to go for, this, I suppose, slow burner in an hour and 40 minutes. I mean, first off, you don't have enough time for it to be a slow burner. Um, it felt really out of place. It's, it's like they completely changed tone. Mm, and now we're gonna get. Now it's gonna be a slasher movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like we're, right. We're in the last ten minutes now. It needs to be a slasher film. I'm like, but this hasn't been a slasher film. So why is this here? Mm. It was totally all over the place. I mean, and it just sprung to mind when you see Julianne Moore's character get stabbed. There's like this comic book, and I legit mean this. There's like this comic book blood splatter that appears on the screen around the scene, almost like somebody had switched murder filter on instagram on not that i you know i don't really know if there is murder filter but you get what i mean it's like yeah. it, it wasn't just oh uh, more blood in the scene for the sake of it no this was cartoon comic booky blood that had been splashed over the screen i'm like well, where did that come from it's like that's a nice yeah. little idea but this is totally all over the place and again when she decides that she's going to commit suicide and she's like right doing her suicide again i, I was just this is just laughable. This is just shockingly poor writing. Like, oh, just I was kind of like, just get it over with, love. Yeah. And then, and and I did find that like, again, what a weird shift to be like, oh, I'm going to commit suicide. But now that this guy's trying to kill me, I'm not going to commit suicide. <laughs> like, what what is going on? This this woman just doesn't make any sense like oh you, again it's the same thing throwing a load of stuff together and it just clashes so much yeah this sorry matt you look I, I, I was just surprised that um you said it was an hour and 40 minutes it felt like two and a half hours i, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. wait for it to end i turned around to my wife and i said to her i'm really sorry i've got to watch this for the pod we can turn it off and she's like i just i kind of feel like i need to know what's going to happen now <laughs> let's just get it over with um yeah, I mean, I feel like I've got sort of like a litany of things to, to go through. Um, the 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 two police the two police characters, the detectives, are like no detective would treat a victim or you know a, someone that reported a crime like that. I just they just wouldn't do it. And then at the end, when uh, what the detective Little is in the, the the hospital room and then he's just like, oh, I'm so bad at being a detective. I'll go and see if I can muck something else up. It was just like again, <laughs> who? Who talks like? Who's like? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I not only that, but go and do my job badly. Clearly, oh. the detectives don't close the doors when they go into houses because I think it was not once but twice. Twice the detectives come in, they're talking to her, and then Gary Oldman and some random characters burst into the scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do you not close your front doors? You have agoraphobia. Yeah. Your doors probably triple bolted. How is Gary Oldman in your house all of a sudden? It's like, this makes no sense. Yeah. None and and Matt, you, you mentioned the, the music uh, um, uh, earlier. And interestingly, when I checked the trivia on this, the, the music was originally supposed to be um, uh, done by uh, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor, um, which, again, potentially, they could have rescued some of this to me and made more of a soundscape yeah. um made uh you know something again it's the 25th anniversary of um the video game quake and i was watching a video about it and it's really interesting to hear trent Reznor's soundscape for that game and how different it is to like a 
soundtrack game. Um, mm. And I, I like I, I like both approaches, but yeah, his his music, his sound on that is amazing. Um, and who they actually got to do it was Danny Elfman. Um, now I'm sure there are films that I've watched with Danny Elfman scores that I like. His score in this again was just like it was telling you exactly what is going to happen and what's going on. It was like literally signposting. It was giving you a map to how to feel. It was like scary scene, scary scene, ah, scary scene, crazy scene, crazy scene. Let's <laughs> all know because it's crazy music. <laughs> yeah, again, just, just mm, bad. It, it was definitely wasn't his uh, his his most inspiring work, um, but. I, I, that's, I, that's I, one way of putting it Matt. <laughs> the, the, that film could have had a completely different feel with with different music and i think you're right there that wait why did they change oh, hmm. fascinating to know yeah i think well I, I can tell you why apparently if the trivia on imdb is to be trusted uh, again because the release was delayed um so they couldn't um because so, the film went back into production so um they had to replace them um, so they couldn't uh, couldn't mm. get them involved. So yeah, maybe a loss, of the, I think. the process. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, the the score was completely forgettable. Um, it was. Th- this is not a criticism, of Danny Elfman, from me, because I think that he was probably doing as he was directed. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just kind of like it was completely forgettable. It's it's not something that I shall ever remember. I'm just repeating myself now. That is literally <laughs> the meaning of forgettable. But essentially what I'm trying to say is that you could have lifted this score and put it in any generic B-movie, horror, thriller, anything along those lines, and it would have been the same. Absolutely the same. It, it could have gone anywhere. Um, and there's nothing that made this stand apart. Mm. It's just so disappointing because you've got some real, real heavyweights that have all come together yeah. to create something very average. And I should say, like, I don't, because I know we talked about the fact that maybe Julianne Moore was certainly a stronger um, actor in this. Um, I, I don't have a problem with Amy, with um, Amy Adams. Um, I think she has done some some fantastic um, movies um, over time. I, I think in in Vice, she was she was a, a really amazing in that film. Um, I I didn't like it. I wouldn't say it's my favourite sci-fi film, but Arrival. I Love think that she was, film. She was she was very good in that. Oh, American amazing. Hustle. Um, yeah, she she's done she's done some some fantastic okay. movies. It's another. Don't forget it's another, the Muppets. The Muppet. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she's done some she's done some awesome movies. Um, and so it does. We keep on coming back to the same question: How did this happen? Um, and and it probably is due studio hell and you know too many too many uh, cooks spoiling the broth or whatever yeah and some a little other, bit little some bit other idiom <laughs> yeah, yeah throw a bit of covid in there a bit of covid yeah. in there as well maybe you know maybe we are being a little bit harsh on this in the sense that it very well could have been well, i production but i'm gonna i'm gonna cut in, i'm gonna cut in there demo and i'm <laughs> gonna say no i think we should be harsh and i think it's because because this is marketed at a wide audience and because mm. it's it using all those tools it's right up there at the front on netflix it's you know the preview starts playing and it and it sucks you in and it makes you think this is going to be a good movie um it does all of that stuff and gives you just enough to get in there and and again not to be pretentious but if you're not necessarily a discerning viewer um you'll you'll go into it and and you know be satisfied with what you're getting um and it's not good enough 
Um, and I think, you know, like it should be, if this was someone's first di directorial effort, um, or if these were, you know, inexperienced actors, um, then I would maybe give that argument some credit, but I'm going to, I'm going to be pretty, um, I don't know, righteous on this one, um, <laughs> no matter what it makes me look like and say, no, it's shocking. And it should, they should be held to account for making a, a poor piece. Yeah, of work. No, I mean, you make a good point. I mean, they, they still released absolute dreck back in the writer's strike. I mean, I'm thinking predominantly, uh, I suppose that the biggest uh, casualty of that was the Bond film, Quantum of Solace. Um, mm. And they were like, oh, you know, it, it got hit by the writer's strike, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, yeah, but you still released it. <laughs> you still you still tried to make money off of that pile of rubbish. Do you know, and it's probably not, it's probably going to be pretty clear where I'm going to come down on this when we come to recommend, not recommend. Um, I'm not, there's no prizes to, want, to be won there. However, it was a weird sadistic part of me. Is it sadistic or is it masochistic? I think it's masochistic. That, I kind of enjoyed this because we've watched a lot of good movies for the for the pod um, recently, and there's been a lot of things that I've you know I've recommended, or maybe there's things that I've you know not that re recommended, but they've had some real kind of things that I've admired or enjoyed in them. Um, and so there was part of me that was like, I'm really glad that I've had my sort of compass aligned, that I'm not just being too soft. And that actually there is, you know, I can, you know, I can safely say I know when I really don't like something. <laughs> so um, what you're saying is this, this is a palate cleanser for those who might require in the such same, a thing. In the same way that eating dirt would remind you that food is good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love I'm not that. recommending that you go outside and eat dirt just to value the, I don't know, the dried cornflakes that you eat for your breakfast or whatever. <laughs> 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 that's brilliant uh i i want to talk a little bit unless anybody wants to stay on that dirt analogy um i want to talk a little bit to anthony mackie so obviously they try to pull the rug from under you by setting up the fact that she is separated from her husband and they even have discord supposedly over the phone although you never really see it it's all in her head like it it's it's done through she's doing stuff and, and it's kind of like a, a background to what you're watching on screen. You know, she's cleaning the house or whatever. It doesn't really matter. And, and, and you, you are listening to what you presume are phone calls between herself and Anthony Mackie's character. I mean, I don't even know the character names. So I'm not going to bother learning them now. Um, and then you later find out, again, that infamous scene where all the characters are in the room. The detectives, Gary Oldman, again, some reason, and the the, the would-be wife, um, who was a replacement for Julia Moore, which I don't think we'd actually mentioned. It's like Julia oh, Moore. Yeah. yeah, Julia Moore gets it. And uh, there's a new wife on the scene. It's like, right, okay. So it looks like the husband has brought in an actress or a cohort to pretend to be his wife. I don't know. Um, and then you find during that scene, one of the detectives tells her, no, you, your, your family's dead. And then it's like, oh, my God, these conversations have all been in the head. She could be crazy. She could have made the whole thing up. Oh, no. <laughs> what do we think of that? <laughs> Was anyone Again, surprised or affected or shocked or anything? No. Um, I was not. A blank face. I just... Uh... Okay, that's another. another <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant reaction. See, seen it done better in other films. No, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't wasn't shocked. I'm thinking I mean, of um, 
sorry, Matt, I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. I, I, was, I wasn't shocked, but I didn't see it coming. So somewhere, somewhere in between. And the uh, it was Jennifer Jason Lee who played the uh, the second wife. The another real good, wife. another good actress who who, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, usually plays villainous type architects uh, um, archetypes. She was in Existence, which if that is on any streaming service, I definitely wanted to do that at some point if you guys haven't seen it. Um, it's a, yeah, again, um, wow, that's a really good example, actually, of a movie where you don't know what's real and what isn't real. Um, and yeah, there are other... I was thinking of the movie with um, Russell Crowe, um, where he's a mathematician or of, uh, um, a, uh, a... Beautiful Mind. Yes, A Beautiful Mind. Again, it <laughs> A much better example of a movie taking that that kind of idea um yeah i'm in the same vein as matt i was just like and what um don't particularly and yeah that 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 scene where they're all stood there i was literally trying to look behind the character's feet to see if i could see the markers on the floor how they'd been aligned out so that they're all stood in this weird v shape as people <laughs> do when they stand in rooms <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. Oh man, I mean, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, wow, I mean, I Anthony am... Mackie probably to your point, Damon. Anthony Mackie probably is one of the again one of the performances that was serviceable. Like he did okay with what he was given. He, yeah, he was literally given dialogue. You don't yeah. even see the guy's face apart from a flashback where they, you know, die. Yeah. In, in a car crash you've got three people in the car and the person who picks up the phone is the driver now i'm not going to comment on that because i'm sure i'm sure that would have happened somewhere in the world um but it was just yeah totally telegraphed mm. funny funny how she uh she had signaled to receive a phone call but then but then no signal to, to phone anyone for help <laughs> that happens when you drive off a cliff yeah yeah exactly oh man that's a good point that's a, that's a very good point yeah <laughs> oh yeah wow Agreed. Uh, let's let's skip to the end then because there was something at the end and i'm i'm sorry if i'm coming across it just pooping all over this film because i really want to try and find something fine demo i'm trying to find something positive to say i'm trying um the bit at the end where they're both on the rooftop she has nothing he has a knife the killer um the young the young boy who's supposedly 15 years old um and yeah you know he, he's built like a 19 year old but he's, he's 15 um actually i'd be interested to know how old he is in real life and this is one bit again complete tonal shift no idea where it came from she picks up something to defend herself from being stabbed in the face by the knife she's already been stabbed in the face by the the what's it and um he stabs through it and then she pulls it down and he's vanished. I'm like, what? It's like you're, yeah. on, you're, you're on a rooftop, nowhere for him to hide. Oh, but there's like a little shrub over there. Yeah, which is like six to 12 feet away. Okay, so you'd see him running. It's like, excuse me, what are you doing hiding behind a bush? You're trying to kill me. It's a scary movie where it shows where it? like he runs <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> to Try and build tension. Oh, where is he? He's going to jump out of you. He vanishes. This guy does not have superpowers. We are not watching a supernatural murder mystery. I, I get that 
the plot devices and and everything that they use it's like they'd seen something in a murder film once that they liked it's like oh we gotta have that in the film or oh, let's put that in the film it's like forget whether it works or not i liked it so we're just gonna chuck it in there as well and and so you have this film that tonally is all over the place plot wise makes no sense whatsoever um what did you think of the ending when that i was like i couldn't oh I lost the will. Nothing. Great. Yep. No, I'm, no, cool. I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah I, I, again, I don't know. I, I'm, I, yeah. Oh. I just, that, that there's not really much more for me to say. Just the unsatisfying. I didn't care whether she died or not. I know it sounds very harsh, yeah. um, but I literally had no, no feeling for that character. And not like, as in like, Oh, I'm, I'm uh, such a horrible person, but her character was implausible. Um, I could not relate to that character in in any way, so I just it didn't. Yeah, didn't mean anything. I, I gave up caring about her character when um, I saw her drinking excessively, and then taking medication, falling asleep, waking up, taking a swig of wine, and just moping. I just. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing nothing in there that, that brought it back for me. I think it's important to say um, that this is not a criticism of people who use that as a coping mechanism because I know people who do. Mm. This is a criticism of the film not giving her a fleshed-out character enough. We don't, we don't feel her pain. We see it with yeah. the pills and the alcohol, but at no point do we feel her pain. I mean, even when she's supposed to be making that suicide video, which again, I'm sure is something that's happened in real life, we don't feel it. There's nothing mm. here to connect us to this character. And the whole film hinges on this character. She is in every scene. And so she yeah. should have been a much more fleshed out, much more well-rounded, so that when you do see her popping pills and drinking heavily and trying to deal with her pain in this way, you feel for her. We, but as an audience, we don't feel anything. It's a bit like everything Everything that comes out of the film in, in that sort of sense, it's as if someone's watched someone else do it and think that that's enough. Mm. Like, I've seen someone else do it well, so surely I'll be able to do it well myself. Um, and and actually, maybe not. And, and again, maybe the source material, maybe the author was able to tap into um, some of those, you know, those suicidal feelings, the... the the experience of and again the whole thing she's like agoraphobic and there's just so little of that it just feels like she just can't be bothered to go outside mm. even when she does go outside like it's not really that impactful on us as a viewer um, and at the end she just ends up on the roof which feels like the most outside you could possibly be um, <laughs> yeah. but um, but because she's trying to survive even though she wanted to die five minutes ago um yeah, it's just, oh, I don't, and and yeah, the ending, the the hospital bed. Oh, don't worry, it's all going to be fine now. We caught everyone, even though we're terrible detectives and we shouldn't have our jobs. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to clean up my life because of all this. Because and then say goodbye to the murder house, which I now have fond feelings for. Um, yeah, just did yeah. not make any sense at all. So, it's, sh should we not do what the film did and draw this out any longer? <laughs> um, should we should we go to recommends, not recommends? 
Let's do it. Right. What I'm going to do, because Andy wanted to be here this evening, but he couldn't make it, unfortunately. So I'm going to read out what Andy sent through. And it's very short. And Sam, I know that you want to come back on one of his points, although you already touched on it a little bit. So here's here's Andy's recommend, not recommend. I hated the film. I checked my phone a billion times and thought the acting was rubbish. The only redeeming feature was Danny Elfman's signature soundtrack. And that is all Andy has to say. Um, well, I, I mean, I've already mentioned, I'm happy to go next if you guys don't mind. So yeah, um, go for it, Sam. I'll follow on from that. I disagree with uh, with um, uh, Andy in that um, I thought Danny Elfman's soundtrack was part of the problem. Um, I found this film to be just offensively bad, laughably poor. Um, it, it, the, the biggest mystery is how it was so bad when you had such a, a accomplished cast um, and a director that clearly can make, um, you know, good movies that have, um, uh, you know, some quality to them. Um, so for me, it felt like it was trying to do way too many things, um, did them all pretty poorly. Um, and in the end, um, unfortunately, is not going to be forgettable for me. It's something that I will remember and use as a touchstone for how bad a film is. Um, so in a way, Matt, partly I thank you, partly I despise you for bringing me <laughs> to watching this movie. It's a not recommend for me. Completely. I'm going to go next because, Matt, you have an omission to make, dear boy. Um, now... <sighs> I can't really add anything to what I've I've already said. It it is one hundred percent not recommend for me. I mean, the whole point of this podcast is for busy parents, business owners, and what have you. Should you or should you not invest the time in watching what is on there? I know that we're a bit late with this review, but if you have not seen this, don't watch this. Um, in fact, here's how much you shouldn't watch it. Rather than saving another film for review at a later date, the film that I was trying to find earlier that you should watch if you want to watch something like this is called copycat it was made in 1995 starring sigourney weaver and just listen to the plot from imdb an agoraphobic psychologist now we don't learn through any way other than exposition she has to tell us that she is a child psychiatrist it's like never got that from your character development um, anyway, back to the uh, copycat. An agoraphobic psychologist and a female detective must work together to take down a serial killer who copies serial killers from the past. Now, I might be remembering this with rose-tinted glasses, having watched this pile of poop, um, but the cop- copycat in 1995, significantly better, and even better than that, is currently free to watch on Amazon Prime. So don't watch this, go watch that, because that's exactly what I'm going to be doing after the pod. Um, so yeah, that is uh, that's pretty much what I have to say, Matt. So Damien, you you alluded to to uh, why I I chose this. Um, uh, the omission is I I'd, I'd seen this before. I I recommended you guys to watch this for the podcast. I uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I I've been very busy and I don't have much time for movies at the moment. So I knew I wouldn't be able to to squeeze one in myself so I thought I'd get in with the recommends quick um, but I just wanted to, to ensure that any of our listeners 
didn't watch this film. Um, you know, it's all good having films that they they should watch, but but I think perhaps it's more important than to know the films they shouldn't watch. And watch. <laughs> so, uh, did, nope. your, your defense, did, your defense is that you're offering a public service. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> It was painful. We we all made that sacrifice, but um, hopefully, wow. Damien just put his finger up, saying he's watched it twice. And I I watched it on when it first released, like the day after. On again, on because we decided to watch it for the pod, but through lots of different things, we haven't been able to get around to recording it until now. So I had to watch it again today because I couldn't remember any of it. It was so bad. To be fair, actually, that's another point I was going to... Sorry to cut in on you, Matt. Um, it was shown on Gogglebox. And again, just like uh, they, they they sort of... Some of the people took the mic out of it a bit and, and some of the things... But again, was presented well enough that people will probably go and watch it after seeing that. Um, yeah. That's the problem. I mean, you, you turn on on these uh, streaming services and you, and especially especially Netflix, the one, one that this was on, and... Um, you're you're hit with a, a bunch of films straight away. The trailer already starts, and and you see these characters and and or these these actors, and you think, well, that'll be pretty good. So, yeah, we're we're here to to tell you not to watch this. It's a rec- mm. not recommend from me. Um, Fair play. The acting was poor. The uh, story could have been better, um, and and the ending was it, it was like someone snipped off the. Uh, uh, end of one film and put it on on the end of this it was it was terrible i don't watch it i i can't think <laughs> of a film that to recommend instead of uh but i would even say like and this if it, for anyone that knows me will know how strongly this is i would even recommend watching love island instead of instead of watching this. Jesus. gee whoa yeah. there's probably better writing to be <laughs> steady on there sam yeah sit in a dark room <laughs> in a dark room, eating mud, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, you know all the usual cliches. Watching paint dry. I mean, that's fine. It's better than this. Um, wow, well, I don't know what went wrong. I don't know if it was studio interference or COVID mucking up the production or what. But wow, just wow. Does anyone want to join me on uh, reading the book? Uh, n- not if it's anything like this film, no. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, part of me is like, would I give it a chance? I mean, I, I've got too many books to read at the moment, but do you know what? If someone prompted a copy in front of me, or, you know, if I was going on holiday or something like that, and I, you know, I'd, I would probably, out of morbid curiosity, I would give it a try. I, uh, I would listen yeah. to the Audible. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Because that's it's, it requires no work from me. So if there's an audible, I'll uh, I'll download it and I'll give it a listen. Other than that, no, I'm not investing the energy to read this. Um, I'm sure I'm sure the book is better. It has to be, <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't be loved. Um, <laughs> We've got a really mediocre book. We think it could make yeah. a great movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the book has no original ideas. I'm not bashing the book. I've not read it. Uh, I'm just being sarcastic for anybody who doesn't get sarcasm. Um, oh, wow. Okay, let's... Wow. Uh, let's finish on a high. Social media, where can you find us, folks? <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. I think we're even on Instagram. I mean, most of the discussions happen on Facebook. I'd say come and find our page. Come and find the group. 
um, uh, that's probably where we're most um, active. Parents on Pictures podcast. Put that in the search bar and you will find us. True, true. Um, I've forgotten what bit I normally do. Wow, my brain is mush. Where can you listen to us, Damon? I mean, they're already oh, yeah. listening I mean, to us, but if you haven't, if you've, cut, if you've cut in at the end or maybe you're listening to a transcript <laughs> or something like that, I don't know. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're, on, uh, we're on Anchor, which is owned by Spotify, which means you can find us on Spotify as well. But these days you can find us on pretty much any platform that you choose to download us from. Um, yeah, please, please. And tell us if you think we're really wrong and you think this movie's great. Um, Well, this is, it's very subjective, but to have four outright no's is rare. Usually one of us finds something positive to say about a film. Uh, But I'm not going to lie, I haven't heard anything. negative if you you join us for the first first Yeah. Even though I think one of the ones we did recently, Damo, there was like a one scene or something in, in one of the ones we did recently that we, I think it was just me and you, we both didn't recommend it, but actually there was one scene that we were like, that is just perfection. Yeah. Um, I, was it our, um, was it, was it our army? Yeah, it was our army yeah. of the dead review, which is a spoiler mm. special. So it's extra long. Um, and yeah, we, we went into detail on that. We're like big detail, not just bashing it. And um, even in that, which again, you know, we, had mixed ideas on we were able to find some really cool and really interesting stuff in there whereas this i haven't i I haven't heard any of us say anything good about it i mean we've tried we've tried (laughs) damn we've tried we've tried to give it excuses and reasons and justification like this film they tried oh they tried um it just didn't yeah it didn't work crikey um (laughs) Right, so that that's it from us really this week. I can't prolong the agony anymore. He's just going to listen to us for another fifty minutes. Go, oh man. Um, so yeah, that is a goodbye from me. Take care. <laughs> See you later. Don't watch this film. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Parents on Pictures podcast. I'm Damien. I'm Matt. I'm Sam. And what we do each and every week is uh, review pieces of shit like this so you don't have to waste your time. <laughs> Podcast over. Good night, ladies and gents. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's it, right? We're done. We can go home. Demo, I don't, I don't think we've got to recommendations yet. I think you may have jumped the gun um, ever, pre- so, ever so slightly. I thought that was pretty clear in, in, in the intro. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll do a problem. You're just trying to save us some time, are you? Just a little bit. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to Parents on Pictures podcast. I'm well. Oh, hold on! I need to say I'm Damien, don't I? Oh, that. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm Damien. <laughs> it's my name. Okay, uh, third time's chum. <laughs>